Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. If you are hearing my voice right now, it's for this very special bonus episode where we are here to mark one of the biggest milestones in modern entertainment, and that is the ending of Attack on Titans anime TV series. And I can only do this with two of the best in the business. So from Comic Book Anime joining me today, we have returning to the show, Evan Valentine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me be here at the end. It's it's great to be here. <laughs> yes, we are the 20% that is making it for this podcast. <laughs> uh, also joining us is comic book anime, also expert, Mr. Nick Valdez. Howdy, everybody. Thanks for having me. It is wild to be in the 20%, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Not, not everybody made it here. Not everybody. I mean, even among my co-host staff, not everybody made it here. Uh, so it's good to have you guys in this survivor circle. But uh, all jokes aside, <laughs> we are doing this as Attack on Titans season four. What is it? Part three now? I don't even remember. Like. How yeah, many it's part, like part three, right? Yeah, it's like part four of part three of the final season, which, <laughs> is, yeah, which has been spread across like three, four years. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so wild. Like, how long ago we were like, well, we're getting into the last of the anime. Here we go. And then it was just like, yeah, all, it's been a wild ride. Just like, would it be a movie finish? Are they going to finish it? Like, how are we getting us all in? And then we found out, oh, we'll just be here until 2023. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, hope the world lasts that long, but here we are now. So, again, 20%. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, Attack on Titans final episode, final special has aired. And comic book anime, I mean, this is even a crazier story for us and this side of it because we've been on this since the manga did the ending and that was just its own wave of controversy and feelings of all kinds. But of course this show, and this is a show that has been running now. this, we've been, this is on a decade since mm -hmm. 2013. And I would argue single-handedly like kind of gave anime a shot in the 2010s to widen it to a whole nother kind of demographic where mainstream people, especially when this hit Netflix, were just like, jumping onto this and being like, what is this show? And because mm -hmm. it was this kind of like horror action type deal, like they were able, it was a little bit more accessible to people, I think. And they really got into it. So this was the one that got me personally back into anime. As I've told this story on the podcast, I was a big 
90s quote unquote Japanimation when that's all you could call it. <laughs> very back nice, then. very nice. And manga was the name of the only distributor you could get movies from. Like, you know, uh, I started there, but I fell off in the early 2000s. And then this series brought me back in the 2010s to kind of then going back to get back into Dragon Ball, Naruto, and everything I had missed um, along the way. So I know it's just kind of weird because we've had many discussions about the manga and everything mm-hmm. like that. And the ending, we, I mean, right now we have running memes and jokes and all that thing. I even stuck a joke in the rundown that Evan immediately picked up on at the end here <laughs> uh, about the endless debate about, you know, this series and the choices that are made and the choices that Aaron Yeager makes. I just want to go from two guys who spent so much time doing this on the page. What did you guys think of the finale as an anime? Hmm. I I mean, Evan, go ahead and jump in first because I'm still oh. kind of absorbing it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um man, so it's it's Kofi, you had mentioned like, you know, the the controversial original ending of the manga was, you know, whether rightfully so, like received differently across the spectrum of anime fans, manga fans, attack on Titan fans. Um and for me, when it came to watching this anime, uh, I do think that the it was worth the wait in terms of just the, especially like um, the action of it. Mappa did an amazing job with being able to convey a lot of the emotional beats as well as um, the the battle scenes were amazing. They were fast paced, music was great. Um, it does, I, I believe we'll kind of get into it a little later in the show, but it does make a few worthy changes from the manga that I think were needed in terms of helping to sell um, the final beats emotionally. Um, I think it, I think the ending was strong. I think that it hit the moments that it needed to um, and was a good finale uh, for fans that were waiting for it. And honestly, like if nothing else, Levi's ending was worth, Every uh, I, I love I love I love Levi's ending. I think it's the best part of the finale in general. But um, yeah, I really dug the finale. I think that it was able to do what it needed to before the series came to an end. Yeah, I I do wonder how many people are still with Attack on Titan after mm-hmm. ten years because I do have to be one hundred percent honest. If I weren't working here and this wasn't part of my job, <laughs> I probably would have dropped Attack on Titan a long time ago. You know, because there is a very clear point where the story starts to go. Oh, okay, Isayama, you're you're going a little wild with your ideas here, and <laughs> you know, and so you know it. The anime is better because it has the the benefit of retrospect of how the manga was received. And Isayama himself was able to, you know, take in all the reactions to the finale and thus, you know, help paint the anime's ending in a certain way to where the full production of it made it hit better overall than it did in the manga. Like a lot of the ideas in the series, like the, the core concept of the finale itself hits better because of the visual presentation of it all. And as a final episode, of course, I 100% agree. You know, the animation was top-notch. Everything was great. Even the CG Titans are, like, in full form. It was great. Compared to the the first half of the finale, which is all just set up, we got to just have pure action, which is a good way to send it all off. It felt like a, you know, it was 83 minutes, felt like a little movie, and a fitting end to a 10-year series 
one that I am curious to see how many people like are still on from day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be interested to see because I feel like this will get like a big push as a complete now content block because people have been getting it in pieces. And I think every time it comes around, a new season gets on like Netflix. I think people kind of like it pokes back up again. And then people are like, oh, yeah, because that for I mean, early on, that was the only way I found it. Like season one and two was just like, wait, oh, Netflix is telling me they have new episodes now. And like, it's been a couple years. I forgot about all this. Like, got to go back and watch the first season and now kind of getting into it. But yeah, timing has not been this series strong suit. Let's just put it like that. But um, <laughs> and, uh, and it is kind of weird because I did want to get into like a larger discussion about the series as a whole. But there is like a weird also quality kind of up and down oscillation with some of this. Like season two is kind of rough when you look back at it really like now and then they were like oh and then kind of season three takes major jumps but anyway i thought that as i was telling evan before this i'm always curious because i've gotten thanks to you guys and comic book anime i've gotten into reading a lot more manga Mm -hmm. um over the last few years especially during the pandemic and there are some things that are so much like better conveyed as a manga Mm-hmm. And then there are certain things that just work so much better as an anime. And it's just like promise. Neverland is a, is a good example of like manga, <laughs> manga. Oof, man, yeah. Man. Anime, uh, yeah exactly. That's, Kofi, that, that second season really hurt you, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, come on guys. I was like, you can't Boruto everything. Like you just, you just can't Boruto everything. Like you R. can't R. stretch R. it out. R. Um, but like this, the Mongo, and I'm not taking anything like away from Isayama and like what he accomplished here, but like the scope of what the manga was trying to say is literally colossal. Like in mm-hmm. this case and getting this, treatment as a kind of like big screen feature really did convey to me a lot better what this final fight was like how big it was how much the scouts were taking on it's kind of chaotic in the manga to try to keep it all in Mm -hmm. scope and follow it but when you see like how large Aaron is what like how all these og titans come back and like what it is to try to battle through that um, I thought they were fantastic sequences, and I could have seen this being like a theatrical special release, like sure. if anything, yeah. like of all the things we've had as kind of theatrical anime anime events, like this would have played real nicely. And if they ever do show like the final two episodes as one big feature, I'm mm-hmm. going to go see that I just mean, to check it out. It would be really it, cool. Yeah, if Demon Slayer can do it for like the season three premiere, um, yeah. Attack on yeah. Titan <laughs> can go to theaters with its finale, right? And yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, it also conveys how short the final battle is in retrospect, yeah. too. Like, it's wild. Like, uh, this episode in particular adapts, like, I think, like, six chapters left from Isayama's manga yeah. with, like, some additional materials. And... That's why it's it's really wild to see. Yeah, like those were six 30-page monthly chapters, but this final fight is over like in moments when you really can... I mean, yeah, like you have those long talks and long sequences before it's actually over, but the fight for the fate of humanity is a really brutal and stark one. And that's mm. something that really comes through in the anime itself, which is just, you know, yeah. And it might be because Isayama's mind, like idea was bigger than the pages he was able to get it on. Right. And it, it comes through. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's, I think there's a perfect moment that kind of encapsulates that for me, especially because after the finale aired, I did kind of reread the final chapters to kind of see how to compare and contrast them. Um, But especially with like the moment where Gene is holding Reiner up um, as they're hanging from Aaron's rib cage and in on the page, it's still good in the, in the manga and everything, but in the anime, they seem so much smaller and everything seems the challenge seems so much more insurmountable in in terms of, um, you know, how Mappa sets it up and everything. So I think there's something to be said with how this final battle plays out in the anime and how it really benefits from that versus the original manga. Yeah. There are moments here where you see them. And I love when you have to do this because this is like good. This is what thrillers are are, are good at. Like mm-hmm. where you see these people surrounded and you're like, there is no like deuce ex machina save here. Like they're just going to have to brawl their way out of this pile of Titans. And you're like, even if you know the ending, you're like, I don't know how they're going to do this when you begin to see it. Yep. And then they just got to go to work. Um, yeah, it was, it's really different when you do see it in, in that scope. And I think this is going to be one of the rare instances where, like, definitely anime, like, really enhanced what the manga was trying to tell me. And I kind of really enjoyed it. Nick, you had a thought? Yeah. So speaking of that, like, we're, we're getting into spoilers here, right? So Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to mention the whole Aaron really, really showing what his true feelings are about the whole thing in the conversation with Armin. Uh, you know, the... I do feel like the anime better conveyed Aaron's like, I didn't really want to do this. I was forced to, but you know, there's a whole, there's a lot of flawed logic. It even in the anime version, you know, cause it is from the creator. So it's like, okay. Uh, Aaron's logic itself was a little mis misshapen, but I do like that. I understood it better. At mm-hmm. least I will argue yeah. that like, because of the way it's presented and because, you know, we see the blood ocean and you got to see the the minutia of like Armin and Aaron's faces during that whole thing. That weird, like twisted laugh that we kind of get that Isayama's really good at in the manga. And mm-hmm. those really twisted faces that really sold the fact that Aaron's just like a big whiny crybaby. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know? and I loved it. And it really like it also helped that the anime was sure to make sure that we knew that he really was kind of pathetic in some ways mm-hmm. <laughs> like that whole i don't want her to move on i want her to think about me 10 years after i'm gone you know <laughs> i i love that the anime was better conveying that stuff in particular because that's the stuff that really stuck out to me in the manga and once again it's benefit of retrospect it's benefit of looking mm-hmm. at the finale looking at what did and didn't work and then working off of that I think that uh, uh, that that seems like a, a perfect uh, leeway into talking about Aaron in general, because I, I definitely have some thoughts on Aaron. I think that, like, you love to hate him. Uh, I mean, really, like, it's it's the the actions he took in terms of trying to create a world that was beneficial for his friends are monstrous. Um, but I think that. In his, I mean, as Nick said, like in his patheticness and in his like, um, 
just like the way that he responds to everything, it makes him a better character for me. Like, not to say that I like him as a right, human being, right. <laughs> but but like he's it's it's his character is so different from like a lot of what you see. Um, I think I see a lot of comparisons to like Code Geass. Or, or I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, but, code Geass, um, yeah. Code yeah. Geass, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> I hear a lot of comparisons to that. Um, but uh, Aaron's Aaron's a great character in terms of the the idea of freedom, the idea of you know, was he destined to do all this stuff? Does it make him worse in the fact that he wasn't and he went through all this anyway? There's a lot of open ended questions that you can have when it comes to like him at the end. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, you love to hate Aaron. I think like you can, you can really hate him. He does a lot of really terrible, terrifying things. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, Isayama took a very interesting approach in terms of how to convey this, this character who was once for three seasons was the hero of the series. I think for me, and this is kind of the literature student in me, um, I don't like these days that everything kind of is like Twitter criticism. Like I like him. I don't like him. I think Isayama did a very rare job of creating circumstances in a character that keeps us thinking and debating. And that's kind of a lost art. Like we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't need everybody to be a great hero. Like sometimes we need to read stories that have complicated protagonists that make us talk and think and spark and provoke us to kind of, do this thing and like i put it in here as a joke to us but like the conversation of people saying i think you know not that a genocide is correct but like people it's the same thing with the thanos thing right people aren't necessarily saying i think genocide is correct but they're saying mm-hmm. yeah we do live in an overstuffed world and, a, and of people who are crazy and are just going to kill each other and all that stuff and the only way to do that is to like reduce us down and to go back to a more natural like that's a debate topic yeah i think that stuff's crazy too like but it does provoke people to talk about things. And I think Mm -hmm. this series does that. And there's a lot that I think attack and Titan kind of weirdly shares with one of the most disturbing movies to me that I saw in the, in the last like 10 years, which is arrival, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, De Villeneuve Hughes, uh, arrival with Amy Adams and all that. And I had just, I saw that right when I became a parent and I was just like, Oh my God, like I was not prepared for that. Like, (laughs) and it's whatever you're taking on, a concept. I mean, we love to do multiverse these days, but when you're taking on the concept of a character who begins to see time as one big ball and non-linear and not this linear kind of thing and what it does to them and the choices they make and the monstrousness of those choices, like it's like, yeah, there's a lot to debate that Amy Adams creates this child in that movie, spoilers for a very old movie, knowing <laughs> the child's going to get sick and die and have this short tragic life. But because of the little moments along the way that are great and happy, she still proceeds forward with that future. Right. And it's just like, that is such a mind screw in that movie, but it's done in a way it's a little bit more (laughs) palatable than what Aaron Yeager decides to do. But (laughs) yeah, um, I think the anime does a great job where better than the manga of saying of getting you into the timey wimey, like that conversation Mm -hmm. with Armin about, you know, him being this almost not unwilling, but like he's clearly not emotionally fully grasped like what he did. 
and yeah, like he's, what that means. He's, he just kind like of went with the flow. Yeah, he's trapped within the cycle of fate, right? It, it's such like a non-anime idea. You know, we've watched any shonen anime. You watch My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball, break through the limits, you know, surpass your limits, change the future kind of stuff. But Aaron, Aaron was so locked and trapped. You know, he was so this is the only way he was such a, like he says it himself, it's an unfortunate phrasing, but he's like a, a, a slave to freedom. It's unfortunate phrasing, but that messed with my head, that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm. It's, it's a bad, like, it's a bad way to say it, but the idea is that he's locked within this fate that he set in the future that he sees happening while all, all at the same time, he, he sees that he has to do this. And the, most cruelest part of that whole confession is when Arma is like, didn't you just try to think us doing something else? And he's like, no, because once I got the power to do it, I really didn't think there was another thing. And that was, that's whole, that's the whole philosophy of it is just like, you get power, you do this thing, you're trapped within the cycle of fate. And that's ultimately what the end of the series says as well, is that humanity is unfortunately locked within this cycle of violence and regrowth and rebirth and death and all this stuff that continues into the future, despite Aaron knowing that, like, it's nihilistic. He knows this plan will not work and he knows, but he has to do it and he feels trapped within it because he didn't try. That's the other thing. He didn't try to change it. He saw that he was going to become the founding Titan and he did it anyway. Like there was no, it, that's what's ultimately just a bummer about the whole thing. And that is once again, better conveyed through the anime. It's just, it hits better because I guess having people say this stuff out loud helps it, right? Like just seeing it visually, seeing the ideas conveyed and seeing that war never ends is ultimately attack on Titans biggest mantra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it it just hits better because in the manga you you know you read oh the fights continue war never ends you're like ah oh, that's such a cop out ending but in the anime it's like oh okay so you're saying that this violence is a cycle and it will continue regardless. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. one of my favorite parts of the, that is one of my favorite parts of the ending is that Aaron ultimately did this horrifying genocidal thing and it was futile. And I think that that's such a, that's such a, that's, that's an amazing route to take in an anime or a story in general, which is just like, he did all of this stuff to effectively just push it down the line. Like maybe he saved humanity from destroying itself for a couple of hundred years by destroying most of humanity. And I think that that's really like, it's really interesting territory to explore. It's interesting for a story. Uh, and, you know, as Kofi had said, it really, it just makes you think. It makes you it makes you talk. I think that when folks watch this finale, after having watched the series for so long, it just um, kind of fuels discussion, just in terms of, like, well, thinking about what Aaron did and thinking about, like, what, what the world is after the Titan power has, you know, gone kaput and everything. Um, yeah, let's talk about that because we got to wrap up. But let's talk about the mm-hmm. epilogue because it is distinctly different from sure. the manga. Yes, I also think one spot that really kind of affected me in the end is where they hammer it and, and they give it such a heavier beat in the anime, which is, and I can't remember if this was in the manga, but if it was, I kind of like skipped over it because it was just so much was happening where he says the thing about Bearholt and how he had to push that moment 
where the Titan was going to get him, but because he knew the future yeah. and knew he needed him, he pushed it towards his mom and then basically knew that he was killing his own mom, but still did it anyway. And that kind of, it's kind of a weird way of him not, not letting him off the hook of this. Like he had mm -hmm. to live with the true horror of himself as well. And like, even when he freaks out about uh, Mikasa and like, you know, he wants her not to love anybody. Like he, it's, it's also, him cracking because on the bravado side, he's like, Oh, like she'll move on. And I know she'll be all right. And then, and then you find out that like, no, this is all like a facade he's put on. Like it cracks. And mm -hmm. you see again, as general Grievous is saying in the comments that he's a troubled child, but um, the epilogue really did hammer it home. As Evan kind of pointed out that this, that he just pushed a can down the line and they, mm -hmm. and they make that very clear to us <laughs> about how crazy <laughs> it is. And with this very, oh my god like haunting image of what happens and where his gravestone just ends up yeah. in in the rubble just like buried and forgotten that even all this horrible things he did after a while is just kind of literally and figuratively like paid o paved over um in this cycle was i think much more powerful for me i think now, i think that oh now, Nick, unless, you go ahead. Yeah. no no unless he becomes like a mirror and the cycle starts anew quite literally again because yeah. remember emir's spine power thing oh that's the last <laughs> image of somebody going yeah. into the tree yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah oh you didn't get that yeah, <laughs> no i no, I, saw, I forgot i was just thinking the image of like the futuristic city getting destroyed and being like all kind of like wilderness again was the one i kept thinking about i forgot that it ends with somebody going back into the tree yep. yeah Aaron, i think there's Aaron Aaron become the new Ymir because he's yeah, got a lot think, of lingering yep. will. <laughs> I, think there's, I think there's one thing that uh, I definitely wanted to touch upon is that listeners might not know is that no, this does not necessarily mean that there is going to be a, an attack <laughs> on Titan 2. Um, I, I, creator Hajime Isayama has pretty much said that like he's going to do a new story next year um, that's going to be a short story that returns to the universe, but like this is effectively uh, the post-credit scene is kind of a way to reinforce the fact that the cycle of violence never ends and maybe it's just going to all start over again. But I wouldn't put money on the idea that we're going to see a sequel that takes place in kind of a, a Blade Runner-esque future. Yeah, we, where we don't need to see that. We don't need to no, see no, that. We don't, we don't no, need to, we don't need not, Yeah, We don't need to Highlander 2 this whole thing. Like, nobody needs like, nobody's asking for it. I, I did put in the rundown, would you guys be interested in some kind of prequel thing that kind of takes us back? No, because... I mean, we got plenty of Ymir. Like, we got plenty yeah. of the flashback stuff, and, and we know how it goes. So I personally, no. Yeah, and and Nick, maybe you can... You might know a bit more about this than me, but I seem to remember that there are some manga stories. I think it's called like Attack on Titan after the fall or something. Um, yeah, there's th there's little side material that does this. Like, there, yeah, there's yeah. So there is stuff that they, if they really wanted to go back to the well again, uh, they could like animate some of those. But like the story has said what it what it needs to be said. It's kind of it, attack on Titan is kind of in a similar vein as like cowboy bebop where yeah. uh, it's, you know, it told its story and we can like, you know, we can reflect on it and examine it and study it, but like, it doesn't necessarily need to keep going on forever to kind of get its point across. Yeah, final season lasted four years. Last thing we need is more, right? Like, come on, let, let, let's right. go. <laughs> we gotta, hey, we got to wrap it up and get out of here. But real quick, just in just a word, 
What was your favorite season of the series? I will start. Oh, uh, mine was season three, part one was my was my absolutely favorite one. Very little mm-hmm. Titans in that one, ironically. Yeah, but see, season one up until Aaron gets his Titan transformation. That's where I really liked it. Man, that's okay. a that's a good that's a good answer. I mean, both of those are really good answers. I would probably say like season three, just to throw in a different one. I would say season three, second half. I think that okay. like, the that's stuff fair. with yeah, the stuff with Erwin and the the Levi, you know, getting revenge against the Beast Titan and all of the wildness of that battle, I think works really well in terms of what they had built up and everything, but, but you both have amazing answers. It's, it's a really tough one. It's because t- <laughs> I totally see both of them. All right. That's it for us. This has been comic book nations bonus round about attack on Titans TV series ending and our thoughts about the series on a whole, please go check out comicbook.com anime where Evan, Nick and the whole team are over there just cranking out stuff about this series. Be sure to read all of that. Check it out. Let us know what you thought. And, uh, Subscribe to Comic Book Nation on your favorite podcast platforms and our YouTube page, all the things. And we'll see you on our regularly scheduled shows. This is Comic Book Nation. And as my cert says, for all the Attack on Titan people, rest in peace. Yep. <laughs>